there's a difference between hustling from a place of lack and going all out from a place of abundant joy. We take action through the lens of what we call money DNA, but looking at where your unique flow is, every ounce of energy that you put into action has got an ROI and actually nourishes and empowers and fills you up versus it being extended and depleting you. My name is Samantha Riley, and this is the podcast for coaches, course creators, and experts who want to grow their influence, income, and impact to take their coaching business to a million dollars and beyond. We're going to share the latest business growth, marketing, and leadership strategies, as well as discussing how you can use your human design to create success in business and life inside and out. Create the influence, income, and impact you need to build your business so you can create your ideal lifestyle. It's time to make a difference and scale up. This is the Influence by Design podcast. Welcome to today's episode of Influence by Design. I'm super excited to be here with you today because we have a great guest, Daniel Mangena, who is an international speaker, best-selling author, broadcaster, and coach. He's the author of Stepping Beyond Intention, and his two podcasts are Do It With Dan and Beyond Success. His mission statement is to spearhead an evolutionary uplift in universal consciousness by awakening people to the importance of their unique role and enabling to enabling them to manifest their dream life. So I think this is a fantastic way to start the year. So welcome to the show, Dan. Thank you for having me. Happy to be I here. I thought you were going to give me a boom there. Like it looked like you I, were going to I, 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 was, I was like, I was going to boom it. It's like, yeah, but you know, I don't know. The listeners just got to meet me. Maybe we save the booms for later. Uh- <laughs> Oh, it's so great to have you here. We're going to talk about setting up for a successful 2022. We're going to talk about wealth. We're going to talk about purpose, abundance, all of the good things that we need to Mm -hmm. really, I believe, think about now and, and I guess bring in, you know, really attract that to us now so that we don't live the year, as I like to say, by accidenti, which is how I believe so many coaches live their life. It's just like, let's just see what happens. And then they get to the end of the year and it's like, oh, I didn't achieve my goals. What were your goals? Oh, I don't know. Um, why don't you start a little bit by sharing a little bit about what you're doing now, like the type of people you're working with and how you got mm-hmm. to be here doing what you're doing today? So um, I came by happy accident. I, I had no intention of being in this field. I, would, I had very much a Jonah and the Whale experience to come in to do what we do now. I had my first big success as a teenager. I made my first bill at 19, lost that by 20 because I didn't have the right licensing. Government takes everything. Went and set up another business put in loads of other people's names, trying to be clever. They stole everything. (laughs) So I had to kind of rebuild. And there's a whole dark night of the soul, you know, period for a few years. But then after a while, I went and built up another successful business, which I got to do about £100,000 a month. And in the midst of that, I took my personal development journey, which had started as a teenager, into more of a spiritual journey. Mm -hmm. And what started to happen was I started to feel a quote-unquote call or a purpose. Now, Mm -hmm. a big part of what I'm doing in my work right now is showing people that having the purpose, having the calling, having the meaning, having the drive doesn't have to cost you financially. As a kind of a ploy on Robin Sharma's monk who sold his Ferrari, I like to think of myself as the abundance activator for the monk who wants to drive a Lambo. That's Mm -hmm. what I'm all Mm -hmm. about, right? And Because 
having nice things doesn't have to mean that you have to go and kill or be killed, that you have to go and take out the competition, that you can't, you know, be a heart-centered entrepreneur. And being a heart-centered entrepreneur doesn't mean that you have to get paid in fairy cakes. You can have both. Mm-hmm. And so right now it's abundance is easy. Abundance is natural. You can have it all. And looking at specifically those people who want to go deeper into personal development, but to do so abundantly and still enjoy the good life. And that's what we really mm. help people do. Mm, love it. Love it. Mm. I love that you said that just because you want to do good things doesn't mean you need to be paid in fairy cakes. And I think yeah. this is a really, <laughs> I, I mean, that, that actually is really hilarious, but also really, really true at the same time, because I see so many mm-hmm. people getting caught up in, oh, you know, I just, I just want to change, if I can change one person's life, then, you know, my time here is done. And I think, mm-hmm. and this is a personal thing, that that is one of the most limiting things for people to say because what they're essentially saying is well if i just help one person then i'm good well what Mm. if you could help a million people like what Mm -hmm. if you could think bigger and not be Mm -hmm. afraid to step into that so i'd love Mm. you to start off by sharing what does abundance mean to you Mm -hmm. so abundance for me has got two sides to it there's the scientific one that we've got like a an official definition that we've created for but there's also a very experiential side to it too the the the, the kind of nuts and boltsy version is we, we created a diagram called the triangle to abundance and mm-hmm. we basically theorize that people move through different stages into wealth and beyond we mm-hmm. have scarcity then we have stability then we have freedom then abundance and then wealth and beyond wealth and mm-hmm. so when people are free they can live their lifestyle without needing to exchange time and energy doesn't mean that you don't do it means you have the freedom to not do so mm-hmm. stability can have a level of abundance to it too because that means that you can live your desired lifestyle but you have to exchange time and energy in order to do so so it could be that your career your job or your business facilitates your lifestyle but freedom is when you don't need the job or the business in order to um, to maintain the lifestyle abundance is overflow that exists beyond your your needs so let's say, for example, that my lifestyle costs me 100000 a year. If I'm making 150 a year, whether it's passively or with my time and energy exchange, I have a space of abundance financially. Okay. So in terms of the, the definition that we use, that's that. But like I said, there's an experiential version. That for me is that abundance isn't one dimensional. We can have an abundance of vitality, an abundance of love, an abundance of friendship, an abundance of energy, and an abundance of money. And I don't actually personally believe that abundance exists at all unless you have it across the board because people have got a lot of money but aren't very abundant because they're burnt out. Mm. They don't have connections with their family. They don't have connections with themselves. They don't have any meaning to what they're doing. And so abundance and nuts and bolts is about overflow. Experientially is about that being across every area of our lives. I love that so much. When you work with people, how, when, mm-hmm. they, when they first come to you, how often do you see that balance being, you're talking about that balance of abundance across the board. Mm-hmm. Is that the, the number one reason that you see that people are struggling to move forward because that's out of balance? Or, 100%. 100%. Yeah. Very rarely do I see people in balance. And that's you know, a big part of the reason why we do the work we do. And we, we have the two camps. We have the people that come in at more of like our lux level uppers that will come and do VIP days and VIP weekends who've got the money bit sorted, but they haven't got the rest of it sorted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then for the mainstream work that we do, when you probably see me talking on a TV interview or, you know, speaking on a podcast more regularly, it's for the people that maybe have got the stability, but haven't got the freedom or the abundance, right? 
And that's actually impacting other areas of their life too. Because guess what? If I'm in stress about paying the bills, I'm not going to be in a position to be comfortable and loving and whole and present in my relationship or with my family. Mm -hmm. And so I don't believe that anything is more important than anything else. But Mm -hmm. when you've got the money dialed in, number one, you've got a tangible way to see what's going on with abundance in your life. Because if you haven't got abundance in your money, which is measurable, you know Mm -hmm. you're not abundant, okay? Mm -hmm. But at the same time, because what we teach is a way to make abundance happen regardless of the area, we just use money as a measuring stick. Once you have gotten that abundance financially, you can take that same model of conscious creation and apply it to your health, apply it to your relationships, apply it to your meaning, apply it to your purpose. And so that lack of balance is, again, number one killer. Uh, Seeing a way that you can measure and track it so that you can apply it across the board is what we really empower people to do. But most of the time, people who have got the money and don't have everything else will have everything else and pretend that they don't care about the money. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) Absolutely. Mm. Let's talk a little bit about balance because Mm -hmm. balance is different for everyone. And I believe that this is what holds a lot of people back is Mm -hmm. comparing their version of what they want to someone else's balance and then sort of holding (laughs) themselves back. I I love that little giggle there. How do people find their personal balance? Because when people aren't feeling it, when they're not feeling Mm -hmm. comfortable or they're not enjoying life, that's when they, they hold themselves back, right? Mm-hmm. first and foremost just stop <laughs> stop <laughs> stop looking at other people to be the measuring stick for your experience because there's this this whole and i think there's a few cancerous elements of the world of personal development even that have added to this there's this whole idea of the cookie cutter approach come and do this mm. step-by-step system and you're going to have all of the things and and then people do the step-by-step system they invest the money if you don't invest in yourself, then you're not, I've invested in myself. If you don't take out, you know, max out your credit cards, do my course, you're not going to succeed. <laughs> They've done it and they followed all the steps and they didn't get the result. And it's not because there was something wrong with them. It's not, there's something wrong with the system. It's just that the two don't connect. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The individuality of our experiences, of our path, of our journey, of our lens that we see the world through means that not only is the thing that we're going for going to be different, that's going to bring meaning for each of us, but the way that we're going to get there is going to be different. And so the second that people start seeing themselves as an individual and honoring that and lifting themselves up and celebrating themselves for for being an individual, recognizing that there's no external thing that's going to save you. There are external things that can support you in having the power to save yourself. Then there's going to be a lot more change that's going to happen for people. Mm. You mentioned before the freedom to choose, and that is Mm -hmm. the freedom to be able to use your time and energy in a way that you choose. However, Mm. as business owners, as entrepreneurs, as coaches, there, I'm going to tell you my belief here, and let's just bounce off this for a bit. I believe Mm -hmm. that it's really great to be able to choose and and chill out and have that time. But I I also believe that there's a time to hustle. And I Mm -hmm. hear that there's, you know, there's there's people that are talking about this no, no hustle mentality. You mentioned this freedom to choose. I'd love to hear Mm -hmm. your take on not trading our time and energy but also how mm-hmm. do we balance that with actually having to get stuff done? So here's the thing. There's a difference between, I believe, hustling from a place of lack mm-hmm. and going all out from a place of abundant joy. Oh, my goodness. That is so cool. Right? There's a difference between yeah. the two. 
My wife gets peed off at me all the time because I would be in the office every day if I could do this. And I don't need to, but uh-huh, I uh-huh. want to, I get to, and I want to. But if I didn't show up every day hustling my balls off, I would still live my desired lifestyle because uh-huh. I have sufficient passive income. I've got real estate interests and this and that and blah, blah, blah. That mean that I can still live at least for the most part, probably wouldn't be able to do as much shopping, for example, but the kids still be taken care of. We'd have a nice roof over our head. We'd still get chauffeured everywhere. We'd still live in Carbo, blah, 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 without needing mm-hmm. to go and, you know, bust it. But when I am busting it, I'm not burning out. I'm not stressing mm. out. I'm not doing it because if I don't, everything's going to end. I am in passionate, joyful experience with every minute that I am having conversations with awesome people like you, whether I'm working on a book, I'm working on a piece of content, I'm doing a TV interview or whatever the thing is, I'm doing what I want to do, what I've chosen to do, not what I have to do in order to survive or to make things happen. And so I think when people are coming at things from a place of abundance, i.e. I'm doing what feels aligned for me in a way that feels aligned, and I'm going all that because it's what lights me up. It's a very, very different place to, oh my God, like I know I have only slept four hours, but when I've slept four hours because I was up all night working on an idea, I'm still bright as a bushy-eyed bunny mm-hmm, bear mm-hmm. the next morning because <laughs> I get to go and do it again. It's not, oh my God, yeah. like I can't, I leave me alone. I need my coffee. There's a difference between the two. Uh, for yep. me, the action piece is a big part of everything that we speak about. And one of the things that sets apart what we do from other people is that we look at the action, the mindset, and also the emotional energetics and the intentionality. Mm-hmm. We don't look at any one of them individually. Mm. We take action through the lens of what we call money DNA, which we're going to speak about, I think, a bit more when we get into the human design. But looking at where your unique flow is, so that every ounce of energy that you put into action has got an ROI and actually nourishes and empowers and fills you up versus it being extended and depleting you. All right. That was very cool. I've never heard it explained like that. And that just so landed for me because I guess a lot of people over the years have thought that I'm out of balance because of the amount that I work. But I'm like mm-hmm. you. I work because I actually really enjoy it. I really <laughs> love what I do. And I've always been like, well, that's fine for you. I've understood that we will have different balances, but hearing the way that you explained that was so, so very cool. Mm. You mentioned your human design then. Actually, first, what type are you? Let's jump in there I'm first. a generator. I'm a pure yep. sacral generator in human design. So, de- so a doer, a doer, someone yeah. that loves to master what they do. You can hear it mm-hmm. in what you're talking about. When did you first discover your human design? And at that time, was it, you know, something that you dive straight into or was it something mm-hmm. that you, you played with for a little bit? I'd love to hear your experience when you discovered the human design process. When I first got it, I was like, what's this? This is gobbledygook. What are you talking about? <laughs> That's exactly. <laughs> I got thrown this chart. I was like, "What is this? I don't understand." Oh, you and defined, me both. <laughs> undefined. Go away. And then um, what actually happened was, it's um, a friend of mine. There's like, no, just look at this, and gave me like a little bit more of a breakdown. And then um, my other half, she's obsessed with human design. She's Russian. She's into all that kind of stuff. Actually, trained. She's in the middle of training to be an analyst and all the things. And so I got to see the technical side. But getting a bit deep into the technical side helped me to do what I do, which is drop all the stuff that doesn't really matter. I'm not interested in human design telling me I should be eating at this time of the day, but showing me where the flow of energetics sits has been really, really, really powerful. So for the last, I'd say four years, 
I've been really deeply integrating it. Um, human design is one of the modalities that we integrate into our money DNA principle that we teach people. Just where your flow is. So instead of fighting against, so as generators, stop initiating action. Set mm-hmm. your intention, be up your spiral, use your authority to discern what comes up is for you and drop what's not. Mm-hmm. And then give your energy to those things that you get the green light to yeah. working in flow. And what's really interesting is when I understood about that response aspect of the generator type, I looked at how I play chess. I'm better when I go second when my play is black. That's when I win more games. Ah, when I look at how yeah. I roll jiu- Brazilian jiu-jitsu, I'm not good going to try and attack the other person. It's like when they try and take me down on my counter, that's when I'm, I'm much better across uh-huh. the board. So understanding this hasn't just helped me in business instead of burning out, trying to do all of the things I set up, I wait, I respond. Okay, cool. Also in life, not burning out, trying to go and force things to happen, having more trust, having more surrender, and then playing with the things that show up. Mm. Well, the thing is that the universe doesn't know the difference between our personal life and our business life. It's all exactly the same thing. It's, it's, <laughs> it's just, just life. life. So yeah. we, we can't separate business out. So, so I really like mm. that. And I've definitely, um, definitely had this, a similar experience as you, especially in the last year, like really, really listening to my sacral. And, and mm-hmm. now I can feel when it's you know almost instantly yep this is for me or no it's not and can start to see where sometimes i've always said yes to everything because i don't want to let people down and really mm-hmm. understanding that when i say yes to the things that aren't for me that i've actually let them down anyway and let yourself down so this is let down for everyone let down for you <laughs> let down for you let down for everybody <laughs> let down for everybody <laughs> <laughs> an abundance of letdowns um, yeah it's just yeah so it's nice just to turn to that around yourself first yeah, there's, yeah. There's, there's a magic to putting yourself first you've got to be in service to be of service Mm-hmm. You have to be in service to be off service. And even going back to what we were saying before about finances and people, oh, I'm just going to serve one person, blah, blah, blah. That's poppycock. Mm-hmm. Like if you've got more money, you can help more people. If you've got mm-hmm. more resources, you can do more things. If you've got more freedom of choice, you can affect more change. You mm-hmm. know, I love when people start talking about, I'm waiting for the new earth to come and the new economy and the golden age to return. Show me when the golden age was. Show me, show me, show me when it was. There has always been a persistent truth of dualism. It's part and part of the, the polarity-driven mm-hmm. reality that we live in. There it's are going to be yin has and yang and of the not. world. That's the mm-hmm. yin and yang. But it doesn't mean that there has to be this extreme. And the only way that we're going to create a polarity-driven dynamic that's more wholesome is if more of us have a more wholesome mindset and more wholesome spirit are actually holding the resources and sharing and distributing them in a more effective way. This mm. really insidious move towards more of a communist type resume that doesn't do anything. Oh, we're going to tax the rich and this and that and blah, blah, blah. So the only people that are creating the value that's actually creating the movement forward in reality, you're going to de-incentivize because of a handful. There are 8 billion people in the world. I don't know how many of them are millionaires, but I know a lot of them. And I know the millionaires I hang out with. They're not kill or be killed, pay as little Mm -hmm. as you can. They're wholesome people that are heart-centered. I was just on the phone today uh, with a a, a really cool gang that we're going to be doing some more partnering with. And much like me, they're into philanthropy. Uh, They're attached to university. And the wealth that they're creating, they're using to bring kids from third world countries and give them scholarships to come and study in the US Mm. for them to go and take those skills back to their local communities, inspire and empower people. Can't do that unless you've got money. (laughs) 
Exactly. <laughs> that's what makes the difference. You can't do I've that with I've often money. said to people, you know, that say to me, oh, but I only I only need this much. Okay, I say, just let's just play. If you had more, who could mm-hmm. you help? And it exactly. just, you know, it's that thing that just that flicks a switch in their mind where they're like, oh, hang on a minute, I'm doing this because I want to help people. How many more mm-hmm. people can I help? So it's a really, mm-hmm. really valuable way to think. But I'd love to mm-hmm. hear more about this money DNA. What can mm-hmm. you tell me about this? Because it sounds cool. Yeah, it's, it's not too bad. It's not too bad. <laughs> so, <laughs> so here's the thing. Like, so my wife's blonde. She's got blue eyes. I've got brown, brown eyes, brown skin, black hair. So when she felt pregnant, we didn't know what's going to happen, right? He could have blue eyes, you know, he or she could have had blonde hair. It turns out he looks like me feature-wise pretty much, but he's got curly blondish hair and he's got little brown eyes and sort of uh-huh. mocha caramel skin. At the point of inception, there's nothing that we had to do in order to decide what he was going to look like, which features he was going to have. It evolved mm-hmm. naturally from his DNA, okay? As we grow, you can dye your hair, you can put in contact lenses, you know, you can go and get a tan or whatever you can change features but the core code is always going to be the same and so you can either spend money time energy resources changing or you can work with maximizing what you've got all of us also have a natural groove with money we've got stories that we hold more naturally even we look at human design you've got belief questions that sit depending on your defined and undefined centers when you look at uh, your personality type that's also going to have some things too and you're also going to have things that you love to do and don't love to do The cool thing about money DNA is it's a lot easier to leverage and also create some shifts around those things that that you naturally have so you can find that natural groove. Everybody that's making money right now or not is doing so because they're either dishonoring or honoring their money DNA. When you Mm. honor your money DNA, that natural flow, again, just looking at um, human design and even looping in the gene keys. My thing is being in community with others. Me going out and doing cold DM to to people, I'll come and buy my stuff, blah, blah, blah. I might sell some stuff, but I'm mm-hmm. nowhere going to be as effective as what I do do, which is go out, share value with people, inspire them to want to be in my, you know, come and hang out with my community and then offer them the opportunities by informing them what's available to step in and do stuff. I've saved energy. I've created more abundance and I've created a nice clean space for us to exchange. I make more doing less and having more fun and being more fulfilled. Whether mm. you're in real estate, whether you're a coach, whether you're a, an engineer, whether you're in retail, there is a natural groove that sits with a load of different, and we, we cross-section. The whole map that we do even includes your erotic blueprint, which sounds really weird, but the erotic blueprint helps as well. Uh, we, we create this whole map, but even at a basic level, we give people just a few tests that gives them some insights to make some changes to drop the energy that's going out and being wasted Mm -hmm. So that all can be diverted into maximizing the productivity of what you're creating. Yeah. And I think there, apart, well, there was lots, lots of value there, but the key was like wasting energy because Mm -hmm. while we can create energy and, and create more energy or be depleted, um, Mm -hmm. it's better if it, it gets channeled into the right place. You know, we're Mm -hmm. able to, and you used the word before, leverage. We're able to leverage that better when Mm -hmm. we're using the energy in the right way rather than just having it disperse into the universe. I know Mm -hmm. that when I... I've got something that sounds like it's quite similar. So um, I think off air we're going to have to chat about a little bit more. But when (laughs) I realised that the way that my gates work... And one of them specifically, but like being a real big picture thinker, what I started Mm -hmm. to do was 
really experiment what happens when I get down into the weeds and what happens when I'm doing the little things that I'm not designed to do. And straight mm-hmm. away, it's just like, bang, no money comes in that week. So really <laughs> experimenting with my energy and realizing, no, I am the big picture thinker. I've got the team. Mm-hmm. They're the people that are also living in their correct energy. And that's how we all work together. And that's how it all flows. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, and that's the thing It's how the energy flows, not just for us, but in the people around us and, and on, a, mm-hmm. on a global and a universal scale. Mm-mm. And one of the things, again, like I said, we, we look at all of the pieces together. When that energy has been focused intentionally, then the knock-on effect is that energy changes your emotional state, which impacts the kind of thinking that you can do. And as we're running on the unconscious, as much as 97% of the time for many of us, that means mm-hmm. that 90% of the heavy lifting of the actions, habits, and behaviors that we're taking all follow on from then the positively expanded leveraged flow of energy versus constricted, um, inhibited, icky, stressed out energy of not being in flow. Mm-hmm. Um, some people get stuck on the, I'm just going to work on my energy, but they're not doing anything for their mind to match it or their habits and mm-hmm. behaviors to match it. When all of that goes together and there's an intentionality, I'm directing my energy so I can be more productive. I can add value in the world in this way and I can touch and serve and impact lives in this way. Boom, 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 boom. There's a flow. And when the end of that is that your habits and behaviors are being consciously directed against the backdrop of what actually works for you so that you're directing your energy, you're directing the inputs that impact your mind and your environment that supports the actions you're taking, you can't help but win. And that's what we see happen time and time again. Mm. I love that you're talking about how all of those pieces come together because, you know, I get so frustrated. Actually, I've got to say, I haven't actually heard this for years, but it was something that I heard years and years ago. And especially, you know, around the time that The Secret was quite new, the um, the movie mm-hmm. um, or the book, I guess, originally was people, you know, you'd have a sales call with someone and they go, OK, I'm going I'm to go meditate on that under a tree for a while. Oh, really like no it doesn't actually work like that yes yes we do need to meditate and yes we do need to manifest and all the things but you have to do something as well um so i got into a lot of trouble i did some tv slots about this earlier last year i've got a catchphrase stop meditating and people Uh get really mad with me about this what do you mean stop meditating meditation changed my life ah it's like what (laughs) I didn't say don't, I said stop, because at some point you need to get up off your meditation cushion, stand up from under the tree and go and do something. Even if you're meditating to manifest a million, gazillion, bazillion dollars, what use are those to you if you're sitting in meditation 24 hours a day? Mm, You want mm -hmm. that to go and do something. You want to go enjoy things in your physical everyday life. We have to move through time and space to go and connect with these things, including Mm. the execution of it. Even if you're going to manifest winning the lottery, you still have to go and exchange money for a lottery ticket and go and buy a lottery ticket. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, this whole thing of dropping the action piece, I think it's a ludicrous thing that's become, it's just, again, I'm using the word again, this insidious, crappy, icky BS narrative that's holding people back from enjoying the magic of this side of the world. Mm, totally agree. Totally agree. And I know that we both love meditation because it does give the cues to be able to go out and do the other things. So exactly, really cool. Exactly. Now, I mm-hmm. know you've got an event that you're running. I'd love you to share a little bit about that because I think, you know, we, we've just heard in the last 30 or so minutes that we've been chatting that you've got a lot of value to add. So can you share a little bit about that? Oh, sure thing. So I had some really shocking statistics that I learned um, 
that really concerned me is that the highest effect, the most highly effective group when it comes to New Year's resolutions is millennials. And even in those groups, and even only in some topics, the highest success rate you see is 18%. So in the most successful group, 82% of people fail at New Year's resolutions. Now, if people are failing at a New Year's resolution, which is normally one thing that you're doing once a year, then what's happening in the rest of our lives as well? Right. People are just not starting stuff, starting and stopping. And so what I did instead was um, and this all came from an interview. I was interviewed in Forbes last last year. Was it the year before last? About a year ago, I was interviewed in Forbes and I, I shared an alternative, which is a way of intentionally going out and creating outcomes instead and applying what would go into a New Year's resolution into that. And as I was reflecting on that article, we're, you know, pitching to the press to go and tell some stories. And I ended up getting about nine or 10 different TV interviews to talk about this. I was like, well, well, wouldn't it be cool if I gathered some of my mates and we put together, you know, some support for people that do actually want to do this intentional approach? And so I got, you know, um, speaking with Secret Joe Vitale's in there, um, a couple of my mentors are in there, some really cool cats. And across relationships, health, money, finances, abundance, purpose, all the stuff, every day, not an hour-long interview of me pontificating with someone, but one short tip, one hack, one strategy that you can employ that day, right? So for example, um, at the time of recording this, um, today, um, my buddy Lee was talking about manifesting your destiny and he just gave six or seven minutes of some help, advice, and a few practical steps for you to go out and make some changes so you can actually go and manifest your destiny, manifest your dream life, simple. You can go and deploy it, you can try it out that day. If it works for you, cool. If it's not for you, no worries. Next day you get something else, but we're covering a range of different areas and giving people some real support that they can use in a real way. Awesome. And where can people go to be involved in that? www.2022abundantu.com. 2022abundantu.com. Awesome. And as usual, put the links in the show notes, which you can find over at influencedbydesignpodcast.com and uh, go and click the link if you so feel called. Dan, what is one thing that you would like to leave us with in regards to setting up for a really successful and abundant 2022? Do it on your terms. Drop this cookie cutter idea. Drop the comparanoia. Drop that I have to do it because get into the heart. See, I love to to define desire as the heart speaking to you what the universe wants to experience through you. Dive into that. Start there and do it for you, not for anybody else. Love it. We say no to cookie cutters here all the time. Thanks so much, Dan, for joining boom, us boom, today. Boom. We're really, <laughs> we really, there we got, we got it in at the end. You got the boom. We got it in at the end. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us today and have an amazing year. Thank you. And you. Thanks for joining me for this episode of the Influence by Design podcast. If you want more, head over to samanthariley.global forward slash podcast for the show notes and links to today's gifts and sponsors. And if you're looking to connect with other coaches and experts who are growing and scaling their business too, come and join the Coaches Course Creators and Speakers group on Facebook. The links are all waiting for you over at samanthariley.global.